just because I like fucking you doesn't mean I actually like you. Rich guys and hot guys get cheated on like everybody else. There's nothing to be afraid of, she's just a woman. Discovery trumps disclosure. You lost your edge, she lost the traction, it's how it works. Live from Philadelphia, your man, Donovan Sharp. What's up, guys? It's your man, Donovan Sharp, and welcome to the 446th edition of TSR Live, your daily dose of red pill truth, wisdom, and awareness. It is Thursday, May 2nd, 2019. I'm just doing a quick check. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a major, there's definitely a major, major delay. And, oh, wait a minute. It looks like the delay has fixed itself. Looks like the delay has fixed itself. Again, I'm, I do apologize for this sort of, you know, on the, uh, off the cuff, on the cuff sort of tech support. But what's really been bugging me lately is that my, it, it's been a bad lip sync. It's like a two second delay and it's been caused by blog talk radio. Let me, just give me a second here. Okay. So it looks like, it looks like we're synced back up. Um, if I see if I see that the sinking, if I see that I'm way way off, because right now it looks like everything is fine, um, and I know that the further along I get in the show, for whatever reason, the better it gets. But I don't like the I don't like the lip syncing. You know, I like everything to be nice and tight. I like everything to match up. I like the video to uh, to match up with the audio. So uh, I you know again uh, my apologies for the uh, for the on the for the on the fly this on the fly stuff, but. You guys know I'm a stickler for this stuff. Anyway, it is Thursday, May 2nd, 2019. We are streaming live to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So however you're watching, wherever you're watching, thanks for making the Sharp Reality a part of your daily routine. If you want to call in and comment on today's show, or if you have a question, give me a call, 914-205-5356. Again, that is 914-205-5356. That is the number to call if you want to get in on the show. It is the continuation of Build Your Woman Week here at TSR Towers. And of course, for those of you joining me or watching for the first time, this week is going to be dedicated on how to build a female from the ground up by molding her into what what into what you into what you want and need out of her to elevate your life, right? This is not about endorsing the long-term relationship. This is, you know, it, it, it's it's really about giving men, it's, it's about giving you guys the blueprint on how to shape and mold a female into a quality woman for your benefit if a long-term relationship is the direction that you are looking to go. And I'm, I'm seeing a major delay here, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill the phone lines, I'm not, I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't want to. I can do without the. I can do without the phone calls. Um, I can do without the phone calls for now. And uh, yeah, see, I'm I'm right back on sync. So I need to figure out something. Um, I've got enough RAM. I've got enough all of this. But um, I'm just gonna have to figure that out uh, at another time. Um. Anyway. Um. So like I said, if, 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 if the LTR is the direction that you are looking to go, that's cool with me. Now, if you want to, if you want to be a player for life, that's listen, That's cool too. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing against that. So dude, keep slaying those sluts. 
until your dick falls off. You're getting no pushback from me. But when and if you decide to settle down with a woman, where listen, wherever you are in your red pill journey, my shows this week are telling you, showing you how to do it while mitigating the inherent risks that come with being in a relationship with today's woman. Now, the advice that I give, the things that I talk about, they're not foolproof, okay? This isn't the silver bullet. It's not a magic wand. Um, you could do everything that I that I instruct you to do. Your woman could still cheat on you. She could, she could still misbehave and all the rest of that. But what I'm teaching you this week is how to reduce those risks. And part of reducing those risks and mitigating bad behavior is setting and enforcing boundaries and voicing expectations. And that's what today's episode is going to be focused on. Now, as we all know, I talked about this on Monday, selecting your woman, that is the most important thing. The vetting process is where most men get tripped up. And one of the reasons for that is because when you start having sex with any given woman, you ignore certain things. Okay, you are blind to the red flags because she's new. You like her. She likes you. The sex is great. Everything is wonderful during the honeymoon period. Now, women know you're not on your P's and Q's in the beginning. And because of this, okay, well, they know that you're not on your P's and Q's because you're in the honeymoon period. And this is where they take advantage of you by getting their hooks in you early while you are almost willfully blind to her red, crimson and black flags. Dudes, listen, dudes are always on their game six, seven, eight months down the line because she's disappearing for hours at a time. She's working late or she's visiting her family for the weekend. And before you know it, she's sending you the, we need to take a break, breakup text. The vetting process, gentlemen, it takes time, it takes patience, and it takes discernment. And if a man does his due diligence and selects his woman carefully, he can now move into the second most important element in building a woman to your preferences. And that, of course, is setting boundaries. Now, a lot of people understand why you set boundaries, but then there are still men who ask me, well, Donovan, why is it important to set boundaries? Well, I'll tell you why. It sets a tone for the relationship. A woman without boundaries, guys, is a woman who is going to walk all over you. And we've I think it's pretty well established that women cannot be left to their own devices. Their default programming is to self-destruct and take everyone with them in the process. This is the trade-off. This is the trade-off for having endless options as far as dating and relationships go, right? Women control the sexual marketplace from the ages of 18 till 28, give or take a few years in either direction. Well, the trade-off to having your choice in men during that time is that they're self-destructive. This is why it's important for women to, this is, this is why it's important for young pretty girls to find a man. This is why I've been, this really, this is why women have been kept under control for so long because men understood that women are self-destructive. But when feminism happened, it allowed women enough freedom to completely fuck things up. They fucked up marriages. They fucked up relationship. They fucked up the, the culture. They fucked up everything. If you don't set boundaries for your woman, gentlemen, she will not respect you, period. End of discussion. Women may not like it at first when you start to set those boundaries, but they do respect them. Now, the reason they scoff or they blanch when a guy actually puts his foot down and says, listen, if you want to be with me, then this is not allowed. You're not going to do this. The reason why they push back is because boundaries make it more difficult for them to misbehave, to cheat, or to set up cheating. Make no mistake, guys. She will object to you telling her that she cannot text her ex. She will object 
to deleting her online dating profile. She will object to not being being allowed to go out with her friends on you know to, to clubs and bars on weekends. Obviously, women engage in these behaviors for many reasons, but the main reason is because she wants to be able to branch swing or monkey branch if she decides that she's too bored with you. But if she wants to be with you, if she wants to be with you exclusively, then this is what needs to be done. You're not going to hold a gun to her head, guys. If she decides that she doesn't want to adhere to your specifications, to your requirements, fine. You'll continue to just be fuck buddies. No skin off your back, no harm, no foul. You're still getting the pussy without the commitment. You're not putting a, listen, you're not putting a gun to anybody's head here, guys. All you are doing is simply informing her that her actions have consequences, both good and bad. Which consequence she wants is totally up to her. By the same token, if a woman is really into you and she respects you, she will adhere to those boundaries, even if she pushes back a little. And guys, don't be alarmed if she pushes back. This is a natural response. Today's women aren't used to men setting boundaries or showing them that we won't tolerate certain behaviors. But if she really likes you, she will get over those initial feelings of hesitation and she will respect you for having the balls to display masculinity on a level she's never seen before, right? Listen, not only are you displaying masculinity on a level she's not used to, but she actually likes that. Regardless of whether or not she throws a fit deep down, she likes that. She knows that she needs that. And this is, this is a subconscious thing. A woman says, okay, well, he has backbone, so I like it. No, Sean in Tampa, he actually said it, uh, he actually said it best. If it pisses off her conscience, if it pisses off her conscious, it, it arouses her subconscious, right? So when you tell her, hey, listen, you can, you can text her X all you want to, but if that's what you're going to do, then you and I aren't doing this, right? Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. You're controlling, blah, 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 blah. Well, listen, this is how it is. Now it's going to piss her off and she might throw a fit. But deep down, she's turned on because you have the balls to put your foot down. We say women are overgrown children, guys. And that is 100% correct. And like children, women want and need structure. They want and need discipline. Children respect discipline. Females respect discipline. They might not like it and they might throw a fit, but they respect it and they grow to like it. And sometimes they even grow to depend on it. It's the same with women, by the way. By the way, guys, it's, it is truly amazing. It is truly amazing how much women and children have in common. It really is. Now, something else that we need to go ahead and establish right off the bat is that setting boundaries, it is not a one-size-fits-all, okay? How you set boundaries, it depends on the girl, depends on the situation, depends on your value, your frame, your delivery, the time. There are so many mitigating factors that it's impossible to go over each and every situation and circumstance one by one. It's just not going to happen. This is why it's very important, guys, to take your time, okay, and really get to know her so that when you do start setting boundaries, you know who you're dealing with and you will proceed accordingly. All right. Different girls respond in different ways to different men. This is how it goes. Some girls respond to assertive boundaries. Some girls uh, respond to aggressive boundaries. Most girls, listen, most girls respond to both depending on the situation. Okay. And most girls respond to both depending on the circumstance, that time of the month, where they are in their cycle and so on and so forth. But none, gentlemen, respond to passive boundaries. Hey, uh... Do you uh, do you mind uh, doing that for me? Negative. She'll laugh. Now, there are two ways, two main ways to set boundaries. The first way is verbally, right? You do it with your mouth. 
For example, if she's on her phone during the date, say, put that away for me, would you? That is verbal. Non-verbally, non-verbally setting boundaries. For example, if you guys agree to meet up at seven and she's late, but she didn't give you a heads up beforehand, leave the venue and go dark for 24 hours. That shows her that you will not tolerate her wasting your time without saying a word. And trust me when I tell you, she will get the message. But Donovan, what if she just says, fuck it, never calls you again? Then number one, she didn't like you that much to begin with. And number two, a woman who doesn't respect her t- your time is a woman who does not respect you. If a woman responds negatively to you establishing boundaries, and again, this is assuming that you're a high-value male, guys, move on to the next girl. There are way too many girls out here who are waiting for a man to take charge and give them boundaries to be dealing with all these fucking hard-headed bitches out here looking to prove that they're strong and independent. Who will not be controlled by a man. Dude, next the bitch and move on. She does not deserve you. With most women, you have to use a variation of both. Again, it depends upon any number of factors. Now, I'm going to talk about expectations a little bit later on in the show. But for right now, I'm going to, t- I'm going to give you guys the difference. I'm going to tell you guys the difference between boundaries and expectations. Boundaries are behaviors you will not tolerate and have to be established from the beginning of the relationship, oftentimes from your first interaction, okay? There are things that don't seem like that big a deal on its face, but red pill awareness, it allows you to see that they could be a huge problem down the road if left unchecked. Things like, I just I just talked about texting with her ex, being on her phone during a date, or being on the phone when she's at your place. Dude, if you're, I don't care if she's her fuck buddy, I don't care if she's her girlfriend, I don't care, no. You're not gonna be sitting there playing on your phone when you're at my place. You're on my time. If you want to fuck with your phone, do that on your time. Do that when you're at your girlfriend's house. Do that when you're with your husband. Do that when you're with your boyfriend. You're not going to do it with me. Okay? Other uh, other, uh, other signs of bad behavior, the way she talks to you, her tone of voice, raising her voice, male friends, delayed texting, etc., etc. Expectations are exactly what they are. They are expectations. Okay? These are the behaviors that you expect her to, to either engage in or refrain from in order to be in and stay in a relationship with you. Notice I said relationship, okay? Boundaries are for every woman that you are romantically sexually involved with. These are the one night stands, fuck buddies, etc. Boundaries and expectations are for women you are in a relationship with. So boundaries are for every girl you're fucking. Boundaries and expectations are for girls that you are in a committed relationship. Setting expectations for fuck buddies, setting expectations for plates, casual hookups, that's ridiculous. The only thing that you should expect from them is sex. That's it. And if they can't live up to that expectation, then you guys aren't fuck buddies. Okay? Anyway, expectations are things that you verbalize. Okay, expectations are things you verbalize and you never verbalize expectations until she angles for an exclusive relationship. Do not be the first to angle for an exclusive relationship. I talked about this yesterday. If you are the first to say, hey, I want to take this thing to the next level. I want to I want to make you my girlfriend. What that does is that gives her permission to not not necessarily to act up, but when you you can't set expectations if you make her if you were the first to broach the topic of being in an exclusive relationship, okay? Because when you tell her, hey, I want to be your girlfriend, you have told her that she has done everything that is necessary to secure your commitment. So when you try to set expectations, when you try to set boundaries after being the first to broach the topic of a long term relationship, she's gonna laugh because she's like, well, wait a minute. 
You want me to be my girlfriend and now you want to set rules? Pfft, fuck you. Anyway, here are the expectations. Here are a few small expectations, right? These are, these are a few things that you will not tolerate. Avoiding sex, going to clubs or bars without you, talking to other men in your presence when she is in public with you. That's a big one for me. Her physical appearance, okay? Gentlemen, you are entitled to set boundaries because you are a man of value. You're in good shape, you're well-dressed, you have your shit together, good financial outlook. As a man of value, you can set boundaries that women will take seriously because you have your shit together. And as a side note here, guys, if you don't have your shit together, you can't expect females to respect your boundaries. It's the same with expectations. Telling your girl to get into shape when you're a fat ass who doesn't like to lift, that's pointless. She's gonna laugh and say, well, what about you, fat ass? Right? But you're a five percenter, okay? You can set boundaries because you are a man in demand. You don't get to set boundaries because you have a dick, guys. You're not entitled to respect and adoration from women just because you're a man. We say, listen, we see all the time that women don't deserve the best men out there simply because they're born with a set of tits and a vagina, right? They have to work for it. They gotta be a woman of value. They have to bring something to the table besides blowjobs and anal sex. Well, the same rules apply to men, guys. You cannot set boundaries and expectations if you ain't shit. If you don't set boundaries from the start and consistently enforce those boundaries, your woman is going to walk all over you. You can set them in the beginning, but it is equally as important to consistently enforce them. Because trust me when I tell you, women will test you. They will do what we call push the boundaries. This is a shit test. If you don't enforce those boundaries, she's not going to respect those boundaries, guys. Another reason it's important to set boundaries is because if you don't, if you don't set boundaries, you can't set expectations when and if she angles for angles for exclusivity. I'm going to talk more about that later, but if you don't check a woman for texting her ex or playing on her phone with a date, what makes you think she's going to adhere to your no bars and no clubs expectation later on when she wants to be your girlfriend? Right? It's like a parent allowing their toddler to get away with everything. They let them get away with being a brat. Then they try to tighten the screws when they're teenagers. Not going to work. Not going to happen. You didn't set boundaries when they were younger. You must set and enforce boundaries early, often, and consistently in order to voice your expectations later when and if you decide you want to take her on for relationship training. That's how it goes. So what we're going to discuss is how to establish boundaries early on, how to consistently enforce them, what to do if she tries to push or bend those boundaries, and the difference between verbal and nonverbal boundary setting and enforcement. Then we're gonna talk about setting expectations and the conditions necessary to do so. But first we're gonna talk about setting boundaries, then later on in the show, we're gonna talk about setting expectations and why you cannot have one without the other. So let's go over a few examples of boundary setting in, turn, in, in terms of behavior. I mentioned this before, on her phone during a date, right? I'll tell you a quick personal story here, guys. When I first started running, um, I guess what we call red pill style game, I had a three month stretch where every chick I met was on her phone the entire time, okay? Now, obviously I fucking hated it, so I researched how to handle it and I came across a Christian McQueen post where he said that he just reached over, reached over the table, grabbed the girl's phone, placed it face down and said, not now, sweetheart, or not now, doll. That's what he said. So on my next date, I tried the exact same thing. 
I reached over, I grabbed her phone, and she pulled it away. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I said, uh, I don't want you on your phone during this date. And she said, well, too fucking bad. <laughs> it was an embarrassment. But the reason why that fell flat is because my frame was all wrong, right? My delivery was weak, and she probably really didn't like me that much. It was the first time I'd ever tried that, and it was obvious. So I tweaked it a little bit, and I tried it again. I was out on another date maybe a week, week and a half later. And I already knew this girl liked me a lot more than the last one did. So we're at a Starbucks. Actually, we're at a Starbucks inside of, I think it was Caesar's Palace. And as soon as she pulled out her phone, I said, put that away for me, would you? She said, oh, I'm sorry. I was just checking to see if my friend had called. I just smiled back at her and sipped my latte. Not only did I not see her phone for the rest of the date, I didn't see it the rest of the night. Not even when we got to her place, right? So the next morning, she literally asked me, guys, my hand to the man. The next morning, we're, in her, we're at her place. Fucked her that night. We're at her place. The next morning, she, we wake up. She literally asks me, hey, do you mind if I check my phone? I said, yeah, no problem. Just don't get lost in there. <laughs> she laughed and she said, okay. I dated that girl for five months. And we were actually kind of sort of exclusive, but not really. But the point is, is that she knew not to be on her phone when she was around me. And all I had to do was be assertive about it. And again, guys, if listen, if a woman responds adversely to you establishing a boundary, don't trip. Don't freak out. All this means is that you will use this female for nothing but sex, which is going to be the case most of the time. Right? The highest status that a woman who pushes back on your boundaries will ever see is a fuck buddy or a friend with benefit, maybe even a one-night stand. And if you can't get the pussy, guys, move on. Charge it to the game. Don't stick around. One time I told a date the same thing. Put that away for me, would you? I said it exactly the same way. She looked at me, then looked back down at her phone and continued to text whoever it was she was texting. This is what I did. I took out a $5 bill, left it on the table, and said, enjoy the rest of your evening, and left the restaurant. Guys, Again, this, th this was back when I was actually taking girls to restaurants on first dates, which was something I did for a while before I finally caught on that was a very, a very bad idea. But the point is, is that if a woman does not respect your boundaries, then she doesn't respect you. There you go. Enjoy the rest of your night. And, the, and a woman that does not respect you does not deserve to be around you. It's that simple, guys. A woman who is on her phone when she's with you is disrespectful behavior. She is disrespecting you. Here's the thing, though. Most women don't understand that this is disrespectful behavior. If a woman likes you and you are assertive more times than not, they'll do what you ask them to do. You'd be surprised at how many women actually put their phones away when you ask them to. If not, in, in, in a way, you have to do, you don't do it in a way that's supplicating or scared. So for example, uh, would you mind uh, maybe putting away your phone, right? Your weakness is obvious and she will not respect your request. Don't be passive, don't be aggressive, don't be passive aggressive. Simply be assertive. Make eye, con eye contact and say, hey, put that away for me, would you? That's all you gotta do. If you are the one man who lets her know that she is not to be on her phone when she is with you, then she will respect you and you will separate yourself from just about every other guy she's been with in her entire life. Guys, give me 30 seconds. My throat is dry. I need to go get a, a drink of water. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
All right, much better. Devin worked from home the other day, and it kind of got on my nerves because... There we go. It got on my nerves because, like, yeah, I mean, dude, like, like, I mean, I like my girl, man. Like, we have a good relationship and all that, but goddamn, spent all weekend with you, and then you work from home, but she also was refilling my water, so that's kind of what I missed. Anyway, let's talk about another brand of bad behavior when it comes to today's females, and that is flaky behavior. That's being late to a date, being late to a meetup, etc., Handling flaky behavior verbally, guys, it never, ever works. Ever. Okay? Saying to a woman, now, don't be late. That will literally go in one ear and out the other. She hears this from, guys, she hears this from her mother. She hears it from her friends, her boss. Everyone she knows consistently tells this girl not to be late. So when you tell her not to be late, she'll just ignore it as a matter of habit. That's not a matter of disrespect. That's just a matter of habit at that point. Now, The reason why you have to handle flaky behavior from the beginning is because she's disrespecting your time. What I said earlier, guys, is that if a woman can't be bothered to show up on time, she does not respect you. So rather than telling her not to be late or asking her why she's late, give her a five-minute window to show up. If she doesn't, then leave. When she calls or texts you where you are, just say, listen, I was here at 7. I didn't see you, so I left. Then go dark for 24 hours. This lets her know that she needs to get her ass ready and be on time if she wants to keep seeing you. You didn't yell. You didn't question her. You didn't give her an ultimatum. You simply showed her that you would not tolerate her disrespecting your time by leaving. This tells her in no uncertain terms that there are consequences to her action. This is the very essence of setting boundaries, guys. Let's talk about her tone of voice. Let's talk about that particular behavior. These days, guys, women... We see women disrespecting their men in public in many different ways, right? Like the way they do this with, 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 uh, the way they do this the most is the way they talk to their men. Listen, dude, we see women raising their voices at their man. We see them being overtly condescending. We see all of this outward disrespect in public. And we always wonder to ourselves, how in the world is she getting away with this shit? Well, the answer is simple. He didn't check her the first time she yelled at him or took an aggressive tone with him. That's all there is to it. The way to handle your woman verbally disrespecting you in private and in public is verbally. The first time she raises her voice at you, you look her dead in the eye and say, lower your voice. And you make, listen, you keep eye contact until she looks away. That is a dominance submission frame. This lets her know that she is never to raise her voice to you. Okay, the very first time she condescends to you or speaks to you in a disrespectful tone or gives you attitude again, look her dead in the eye and say, watch your tone. In both cases, you don't you, you, you're not going to yell. You don't get crazy. You don't get angry. You simply lower your voice. You make strong eye contact and you deliver the line. Guys, this is far more effective than yelling or getting loud with her. It will also have a far greater impact on her and it'll let her know you ain't fucking around, right? If after the first morning, I'm sorry, if after the first warning rather, she does it again, then you turn up the heat a little bit and let her know what the consequences of her actions will be. So let's say your girl raises her voice at you again. This time you look her in the eye and say, you raise your voice to me again and I'm out of here. 
okay? Or raise your voice again and I'm taking you home. Something to that effect. Now, remember, you make, you make and maintain dominant eye contact until she looks away. Guys, if she sits there and stares you down, if she refuses to look away, oh, you're one of those strong and independent women. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to cut my losses and get the fuck up out of here. Oh, well, you can't handle a strong and you can't handle a strong and independent woman? Well, yes, of course, but you can handle a bratty kid doesn't mean you want to. Text me when you've grown up a little bit, right? Like you look look man, you cannot do do not let a woman stare you the fuck down, man. I've had some, dude, this was back when I was dating black women. Oh my God, watch your tone. And they'd sit there and look right back at me. They would never look away. One of the many reasons I quit dating black women in the first place, because, <laughs> because black women think that submitting to a man is somehow a weakness. That uh, That's obviously for another, that, that's a topic for another day and time. Here's another behavior we're going to set boundaries on, and that is withholding sex. And for the record, drop her early if she doesn't fuck. Guys, this one's simple. And the way to handle this is nonverbal. All right? If she doesn't fuck you, immediately remove yourself from the situation and completely withdraw your attention until she comes to you and puts her pussy on a platter for you. If she doesn't do that, just drop her altogether. Don't say, well, if we don't have sex, I'm going to leave. Dude, fuck that. Just do it and she'll get the message. So, for example, if you're at her place or she's at your place and you try to fuck her and she tells you she has a headache or that she's sick or that she's tired or whatever bullshit excuse, you know, she tells you to keep from to, to keep from fucking you, leave. If she's at your place, tell her she's got to go. If you allow a female to withhold sex from you now, she will definitely do it later and much more frequently if you're dumb enough to commit to her. Guys, this is a shit test. A woman withholding sex from you is a shit test. Fail it and you're done. A lot of guys get put in the friend zone this way, right? They start fucking a girl. The girl withholds sex one time. And before he knows it, he's in the friend zone before he even realizes it. Allowing your woman to get away with not putting out sets a bad precedent. Trust me when I tell you, gentlemen, it will come back to bite you in the ass. Your very presence is 100% contingent on her giving you the pussy. If she does if she does not give you the pussy, there is no reason for you to be around her. This is something that speaks volumes and you don't have to say a thing, guys. If you do not establish this this, this boundary now, she will withhold sex later on. They always do. That's why it's important for you to set and strictly enforce this boundary. Here's something else you need to establish a boundary on is delayed texting. And by delayed texting, I mean texting a girl who doesn't return your text for hours or sometimes even the next day. Now, this one could be a little bit tricky because guys always think, well, what if she's at work and she's not allowed to have her phone? What if she's really busy doing something but can't get to her phone? And to that, I would say that you're looking for an excuse not to set a boundary. That boundary, of course, being that if you take forever to text me, I'm not going to give you the attention you want. Here's the thing, guys. Girls are always on their fucking phones. They're on their phones even when they're told not to have their phones out. They're on their phones in church, at school, at funerals, at work. They're even on their dude. They're even on their phones when the flight attendant puts them to, tells them to put put their phones away and put it in airplane mode. Right? 
We're doing 200 miles. We're doing 200 miles an hour. About to lift off. There's bitches on their phone texting. Live streaming the takeoff. Girls are always on their phones. I don't want to hear it. It does not matter what the situation is. Girls will always be on their phones. Now, the reason that is significant is because there's no excuse for a girl not to text you back within a reasonable amount of time. I'm not going to sit here and quantify it by saying you should text back in five minutes or three minutes or less or seven minutes, because again, every situation with every girl is different. The way to handle this is nonverbal. You can't say out loud, well, if you don't text me back in 10 minutes, I'm going to do the same to you. That's ridiculous. The correct way to do this, the correct way to handle this is, is just to return the favor, but do it twofold. That is, if she takes one hour to text back, then you wait two hours and 15 minutes to text her back. If she waits until the next morning to text back, don't respond until the following night. If she takes 30 minutes to text back, you wait an hour and 17 minutes to text back. You guys get the idea. The boundary that you are setting here is that if she is that she doesn't earn if if something um. How can I put this? I'm, I'm trying to put this in the words. If, if, if you want my attention, you got to work for it. That's what I'm trying to say. If you want my attention, you got to work for it. You're not going to text me twice a day, then expect me to blow up your phone with two dozen texts, right? When you give a woman something she doesn't earn or something she's obviously not interested in working for you, right? You got to take it away and make her work harder for it. Here's another thing. If she's not texting you back immediately or in a timely manner, she probably doesn't like you as much as you think she does. The guy she texts the most the guy she texts the quickest, okay, that's the guy she wants to fuck with. And it'll be very obvious to you. If you're that guy, it'll be obvious. She'll be texting you nonstop all the time. That's when you know her, that's when you know you're her number one, her plan A, because a girl can only text so many guys at one time. However, if she really does like you, but isn't texting you that much or isn't responding that quickly, What's happening is she's taking advice from her slutty friends who are telling her to, who are telling her that she needs to play hard to get. Fuck that noise. If she plays games, you play games. Wait at least twice as long to text her back. And if she doesn't like you that much, she'll end up fading out anyway, which is good for you because you're not wasting time on a girl who's just using you for validation. If she does like you, when you start decreasing your frequency of text, she'll start to increase her frequency of text, right? Either way you slice it, it's a win-win. She either drops off because she didn't like you anyway, or she starts to gravitate towards you because she really does. Guys, if you do not nip delay texting in the bud when you see it happening, you are headed to the friend zone for sure. And even if you aren't, you're allowing her to create a margin to cheat later. If you let her get away with delayed texting now, she'll do it later. But during her two to three hour text blackouts, she's not looking at her phone waiting to, or, or she's not looking at her phone waiting to see if you'll tell her how beautiful she is. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. She's out. She's out in the parking lot getting butt fucked by Kevin and sales because you let her get away with these absences in the beginning. She doesn't have to create the margin. You facilitated it. Nipping this in the bud. I'm telling you guys. Nip this in the bud immediately because it will come back to bite you. Here's another behavior you need to set a boundary on, and this is a big one. Talking to other men in your presence in public. Now, this is actually a boundary and an expectation. Something women love to do is entertain conversations with other men in your presence in your presence. Now, the reason they do this is because they think it's normal and healthy. 
but because no, because no man has ever told her not to, and of course, to keep her options open. OMG, Donovan, just because a girl talks to a guy doesn't mean she wants to fuck him. Absolutely correct. But if she talks to enough guys, she'll run into a few she does want to fuck. Then all of a sudden, his girl wants to eat at Applebee's for the, fir- for the third time that week. Right? So she can say hi to Randy or stop by some gas station to flirt with TJ, who flirted with her when she was there with her boyfriend last week. It is highly, highly disrespectful for a woman to talk to another man with her man standing right there. And if you're a man and you allow it, you deserve to be cheated on. Now, not every woman talks to men in public with the sole intent of fucking them. Obviously, there are many things that have to happen before sex. But this behavior opens the door for this for this to happen later on. And if you do not establish this boundary, you're in for a world of hurt later. And at that point, it'll be way too late to do anything about it, right? But really, I mean, you can, I mean, there's really nothing to do except for wait for the bottom to drop out of your relationship. Now this has to be handled non-verbally as far as setting boundaries is concerned. But when voicing expectations, it is definitely verbal. So if you're just casually dating, right? Or casually fucking, the way you convey to her that you that the way you convey this to her is that you will handle any and all interactions with men when the two of you are together right you have to be assertive in all situations if you are at the register you do all the talking if she tries to talk shh, simply shush her right uh yeah let me have uh, some of those and something and i want no, shh, shh, quiet she might get irritated but if she likes you enough and your value is higher enough, she'll get over it and she'll recognize that you're in charge, which will in turn relax her and cause her to be even more attracted to you. So after you shush her and you get done talking, I'm sorry, what is it that you wanted? Uh, yeah, I wanted some bubblicious. Yeah, let me get some bubblicious come up there, right? You see how you did that? If you are at a restaurant, you do all the talking to the waiter or the waitress. When they approach your table, Right, and they say, hey, welcome to XYZ Restaurant. Can I start you guys off with some drinks? Say very assertively, yeah, give us a few. Then you ask your girl what she wants to drink. Then the, when the waiter comes back, say, okay, she'll have an unsweetened tea and I'll have a Diet Coke. Guys, this gesture sets the tone immediately. Your girl knows and understands that you will be doing all the talking and that she can sit there and rocks. Again, this may rub her the wrong way at first, but if she likes you, and she recognized that she doesn't have to be in charge all the time, like the like she was the last 38 boyfriends, she'll be relieved. All she has to do is tell you what she wants and you take care of it. So while the waiter gets your drinks, ask her what she wants to eat. When the waiter comes back with your drinks and says, are you guys ready to order? You say, yep, she'll have the chicken marsala and I'll do the steak and mashed potatoes, medium rare. Guys, this sequence, this sequence is extremely powerful with women. Okay, they know that they're with an alpha male who is also a gentleman. You didn't demand respect, you took charge assertively. You did all the ordering for the both of you and showed her that you are in complete control. More, most importantly, she now knows that you're going to be handling all transactions when the two of you are in public, which almost, which, which almost eliminates her need to talk to any male in public. This, that's the nonverbal route. Right? That, that, this is actually what I call the nonverbal route. And when I get to the setting of the expectations, I'll talk about the verbal way. Here's another behavior you need to nip in the bud and set a boundary on, and set a boundary on. Acting mannish. And, what I, and, and what, I, what I mean when I say that is farting, burping, acting like what I call a frat girl. 
lot of guys like to tell me that their girlfriends have behaviors that are turnoffs, right? When I ask them, well, what kind of behaviors are you talking about? They say things like, ah, well, she burps loudly or she farts in front of me or she doesn't cross her legs. Basically, she's just not ladylike. Now, the way to handle this is definitely verbal and it never takes her very long to get the message and correct these behaviors. If she burps, farts, sits like a man, does anything that's unladylike, there are quite a few things that you can say to correct this behavior rather quickly. You can say, that's not feminine or not feminine, right? I have never heard or seen a woman not take care when I've said these things to her. There aren't too many things women hate worse than being called sluts and not feminine is one of those, okay? You can also be more direct and say, that's fucking gross. Don't do that around me. So if she farts, that's fucking gross. Like, don't do that around me, right? Again, dude, you're shaming the fuck out of her. She thinks it's funny and cute. But if you're not 100% repulsed at her behavior, she'll stop laughing. You can also say, well, go ahead and eat a booger at it. You actually say, uh, go ahead and eat a booger while you're at it, frat boy. Any kind of shaming technique that you can think of literally tells her that she's gross, not feminine, not ladylike, and that you're repulsed and don't want to be around a woman who does these things. Guys, that is more than enough to completely stop this behavior in its tracks. No need to talk about what happens down the line if you don't set this particular boundary early on. Here's something else that you need to set a boundary on is talking about ex-boyfriends or past sexual encounters. I'm actually releasing a Patreon video uh, on that uh, a little bit later today. It's gonna be released at five o'clock. This was one of the major issues that I had with Devin when we first met. Like most women out here, she foolishly thought that by talking about her sexual encounters with other men, it made her more attractive to me. But I let her know very quickly that was most definitely not the case. It actually took me a couple of weeks to completely break her of that habit. In the end, I had to quite literally shame her to tears before she finally stopped completely. But most of the time, guys, all it takes is one, maybe two verbal confrontations, and this rather annoying behavior goes away quickly. So if you're with a girl and she starts talking about her ex-boyfriend as some sort of past sexual encounter with another guy, interrupt her immediately and say, don't talk about that stuff around me or save that for your girlfriends. I don't want to hear about it and leave it at that. She will get the picture right away and Listen, she will almost always completely stop. She may let one slip out every once in a while, but she'll quickly catch herself and change the subject immediately. Now, if you catch one who, who will ask you, OMG, are you jealous or insecure of my past? All you need to say is in response is call it what you want, but I don't want to hear about it. And don't say another word. Guys, that should be more than enough for her to get the message loud and clear. Guys, nothing is more uncomfortable than watching a woman talk about the great sex she had with her ex-boyfriend in front of her husband. Dude, a buddy, oh dude, a buddy of mine in Vegas dated a girl who did this all the time. But she could not stop talking about her ex-boyfriends at all. Right? She couldn't stop talking about, oh, this guy fucked me, this guy, and no one. We talked about all these guys she fucked in college. We'd all just sit around and look at each other like, dude, what the fuck? While she talked about the dude, she would talk about the guy's dick size, what position she got fucked in. Dude, all the athletes that she fucked when she was in college, he did nothing about it. He just stood there and listened. Don't be that guy. Do not be that guy. The very first time she talks about her ex, you need to let her know very clearly that you were not here for that. When we come back, 
we are going to talk about setting expectations, setting real expectations. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Which is, why do women take relationship advice Nobody should ever take relationship advice from women, especially not men, and including women. Listen, men or women should never take relationship advice with women. Now, the reasons are obvious, but a lot of men and women always wonder aloud, why are relationships so fucked up? Why are relationships so fucked up? Like, this is what they ask. Well, the main reason is feminism, right? Like, that's easy to figure out if you're a five percenter. But another major reason is that women take relationship advice from sluts from women who are perpetually single, from women who cheat on their boyfriends all the time, from wives who have affairs and so forth. You get the picture. Now, it's common sense that you should never take financial advice from homeless people or fitness advice from fat guys. So why do women take advice from women who are clearly fat and homeless? Well, this one's easy. It's because the advice of a slut is easier to follow than the advice of a woman who is in a good relationship. If Christina, mythical girl, is having trouble keeping her boyfriend's sexual attention, the slut will advise her to get on Tinder and start fucking her coworkers to teach him a lesson, right? The woman who's in a solid relationship will tell her to cook him a good meal and serve it to him and serve him that meal in lingerie and some stripper heels. Lingerie, stripper heels, okay? That's sure to get and keep his sexual attention of course, provided he does not have low T. Now, if she's concerned about the fact that she doesn't spend as much money on her as she thinks he should, her boyfriend, the slut advises her to stop having sex with him until he starts buying her shit and to let her and to let him know as much. While the red pill aware woman, and by the way, there's no such thing as a red pill woman, only a woman who belongs to a red pill man. I just want to make that distinction. That woman will tell her that she needs to step up her game to make herself worthy of financial rewards, like like maybe him taking her to dinner or whisking her away for a weekend getaway. Guys, being a slut is easy. It doesn't take any work. Listen, all you have to be is a woman and give in to your impulses and temptation. Being a quality woman is, is very difficult, especially in today's world. And when a quality woman offers sound advice, girls don't want to follow because they're not willing to put in the work, man. Listen, women want these perfect relationships, but they don't want any of the costs associated with it. They want a guy who's 6'4", with dashing good looks, six-pack abs, nine-inch dick, who's funny, charming, sensitive, caring, masculine, direct, goal-oriented, blah, 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 and the other 74 fucking requirements they have, but they have no idea what it takes to get and keep a man like this. It's just like girls dreaming and wishing they were thin, but they don't want to get up at 5 a.m. and squat. And the thing is, women don't even realize that the reason all of their relationships go down in flames is because they're following the advice that's the easiest to follow. It's easy to follow advice that allows you to give into your whims, guys. It's easy to follow advice that doesn't hold you accountable for your actions. It is easy to be a slut. But when something is initially easy, it is almost always hard in the long run. And when something is hard initially, it is always easy in the long run. And here's what I mean by that. Being a slut will always be easy, even for post-wall wall, wall women. doesn't matter if she's 25 or 45, like the bitches Paul Sanabria was talking about. Dudes out here are thirsty enough to fuck either one of them if they want to get laid bad enough. But sleeping alone at night, that's hard, guys. It tells a woman in no uncertain terms that she is not good enough to deserve a man who sleeps in her bed every night. That's a fucking mind job. 
On the other side of that coin, it is extremely difficult to be a quality woman. Dude, ask my main chick, man. I put her through her fucking paces for nearly a year and a half before I finally decided to commit to her. But as difficult as it is to be to be a quality chick, the rewards are well worth the effort. And I don't have to be a woman to tell you that life as a quality woman is a lot easier than life as a slut. So if there's any woman watching or listening who are wondering why their last four relationships ended badly, my advice to you, other than stop fucking other dudes while you're in relationships, would be to stop taking relationship advice from your slutty friends and seek out, and seek out guidance from red pill aware men like myself or women in solid relationships at the very least. No, it's not going to be easy to hear. No, it's not going to be easy to do. But if you want to quit cheating on your boyfriend, if you want to quit thinking that all men are dogs or, or all men are low quality or whatever, you got to start getting your advice elsewhere. That's how it is. Bitch, get out of ways, I'm so lit All this bomb, baby, you chosen If not, don't stay, you in no sense Bitch, get out of my face You flexing in a 96 Chevy Bang star run when the shit get heavy Same chicks that will let the crew get a hair messy The same hoes being prior as the ghost Welcome back to the 446th episode of TSR Live Good to have you guys back today on a Thursday. Guys, I cannot tell you how important it is to get on my email list. Okay. I listen, I tell you guys this all the time. At some point, I will be deplatformed. I'm telling listen, it's happened to me three, four times already. It's not a matter of if, guys, it's a matter of when. Guys who do what I do are always in the crosshairs, and eventually my channel is gonna it's gonna get deleted. I tell you guys all the time. I told you guys before. Uh, my YouTube channel got asked last time. They're not going to let me do this forever. They're not going to let me do this on YouTube forever. Okay. That's just how it is. But just because they take me down off YouTube, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what I do. So to make sure you always have access to my content, get on my email list. So when the inevitable does happen, you'll know when to find me, when to find me and how to access my content. All you got to do is go to my website, scroll to the bottom, plug in your email address. That's all you got to do. Later on today, I'm going to be releasing exclusive content on Patreon for my patrons. The first video is going to cover how to correctly respond when your woman asks you to go out with her girlfriends for girls night out or to a concert or engage in any activity where there will certainly be the temptation of men. Uh, from the archive side, I'm going to release a lost episode entitled Why You Should Never Allow Her to Talk About Her Ex in Your Presence. Uh, that's one of the videos I lost when YouTube axed my channel uh, a little over a year ago. If you guys want access to that exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash Donovan Sharp. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Donovan Sharp. If you like what you hear, if you get something out of my show, and you want to contribute, you can do that one of two ways. You can do that via Super Chat, or you can go to my Streamlabs link. I'm putting it in the chat right now, www.streamlabs.com slash DonovanSharp1. That is streamlabs.com slash DonovanSharp and the number one. Guys, be sure to send me your show ideas. Let me know what your show requests are, what you want me to talk about, and so forth. If there's an article, a blog post, a video, something on social media, anything and everything Red Pill related, send them all to TSR at donovansharp.com. Again, that is TSR at donovansharp.com. 
You guys always remember that you drive the bus. I talk about what you want me to talk about. Big thanks goes to Thaddeus Scott with the $2 super chat. Says for already doing what you're about to discuss. Yes, today we are setting boundaries and expectations of our women. So now we're going to get into, so we talked about, we talked about setting boundaries in the last segment. Now we're going to talk about setting expectations. And I'll tell you a quick story uh, about a sales job, how this relates to setting expectations. I used to work for a company uh, selling windows, doors, patio rooms, and all that other high dollar home improvement stuff. It's called Dixie Home Crafters. This is when I was down in North Carolina. And Damon Lindley was the office supervisor. And guys, he is he is one of the best sales trainers I know. The other one was a man by the name of Joe Trainum, who trained me at Mattress Firm. Those two guys, those two guys are solely responsible. Those two men have made me more money than anybody. They have taught me things about the sales business. Anyway, Damon always told us that if a customer gets sticker shock when you tell them the price, it's because they don't have enough information, meaning that you gave the price too soon, right? So if you tell them that your new roof is gonna be $30,000 right when you walk in their house, they're gonna tell you to get the fuck out, <laughs> right? But if you take your time, you give them all the features and benefits, you answer their questions, you address their concerns and build value, they're gonna have no, they're not, they're not going to have a problem stroking a check for 30 large because they know what they're buying. They understand the value. They understand what's in it for them. Well, the same thing applies to women when we start to voice our expectations. When a woman scoffs at your expectations, it's because they don't have enough information, which means that you angled for a relationship first without continuing to build your value, which you should never, ever do. Guys, I say this every day. Never, ever ask a girl to be ask a girl you're seeing to be your girlfriend first ever right i would never let my boyfriend see my phone or if i wanted to go to the, if i, if I want to go to the club i'll go whether my boyfriend wants me to or not and to be and to be quite honest with you guys that's a natural response in this circumstance why because his value isn't high enough which means she doesn't have enough information if you've been seeing a woman for a week and a half and you tell her, I don't want you going to the club or let me see your phone. She's going to laugh in your face. And she should. She doesn't, dude, she doesn't know a goddamn thing about you other than she likes to fuck you. But guess what? She likes fucking a lot of guys. So you're not special or valuable as far as she's concerned. But when you establish over time that you have your shit together, you have good habits, you're going places, you take care of yourself, you take your physical fitness seriously. You're financially responsible. You're confident. You make her feel safe. She has fun with you. She likes spending time with you. She likes how you make her feel. She'll out, dude, she'll have absolutely zero issue with handing over her phone when you ask for it. And she's not gonna wanna go to the club trolling for a dick because she's got you and all of the benefits that come with you. You see, you have built your value so she has no problem paying the price to be with you. Going back to the sales analogy, you wanna build the value of your product so high that the customer can't help but say, okay, Donovan, stop talking. How much is it? When they ask how much is it, that is a buying question, right? And it, it, this is so funny how this relates. A lot of customers ask how much is it to shit, yet, shit test you. They wanna know how much it is so they can have a reason to walk out the door and say no. So if 10 minutes into your sales pitch, they say how much is it? They wanna know how much it is so they oh, that's way too much. Well, of course, they don't want you to build the value and actually make and actually convince them to buy it, right? It's just like when you go up to a girl, hi, I'm Donovan, I have a boyfriend. 
That's not a buying question. That's not a shit test. That is a rejection, right? So how much is it depending upon where the customer asks? Sometimes it's a buying question. Sometimes it's a question that says, you know what? I don't care how much it is. We're not going to buy it. Well, how much is it? Well, this room's going to cost you eight bucks. Oh, that's way too much. <laughs> eight dollars is way too much. Well, wait, what are you talking about? You see my point? So anyway, when you build the value so high, right? And all it, like, like your building value, it's going to do this. It's going to protect that. Okay, Donovan. Whoa, listen. How much is it? Your answer, $41,000. Now, when they say, shit, that's way too much, you respond with, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I can give you a discount, but I'll have to move your install date a little bit. Uh, I'll have to move your install date back a little bit. Well, how far back, they will ask you. Oh, a few weeks. Then their next question is going to be, well, how? what kind of discount can you get us? Well, it depends on how much you want to save. If you want to wait two weeks, I can give you a $4,000 discount. But if you can wait a month for my guys to come and put your roof on, I can probably get you double that. So do you want to save 4000 or 8000 Obviously, they want to save $8,000. You make your call to your manager. You come back and say, okay, we've got your installation date scheduled for February 16th, which brings your cost down to $33,000. But my manager said that if we can leave a sign in your yard for 90 days, he'll take an additional three grand off of your roof. So instead of paying $41,000, your roof is going to be $29,999. Not only did you just make $1,500 in commission, the customer loves you for getting him a discount. You gave your install guys a break by giving them a 30-day a 30-day lead time on an installation which will come in handy when you have a customer who needs their windows installed before they go on vacation in 3 days and your and the scheduling manager squeezes them because you did them a solid right? little sales training 101 there. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I've done this. I, I love, I love sales guys. I love sales. It's just like women. I think that's probably why I was so good with women so quickly because that's just how sales is, right? But the point is, is that when a customer is so excited about your product that they ask you what the price is, they're going to be willing to pay it. This is why it is important for salesmen and high ticket item sales like cars, boats, mattresses to keep the price under your hat until they ask for it. The same principle applies to women. You only give the price, you, you give the price, right? When and only when she asks about it, which means she tells you she wants to take things to the next level, which means a relationship. Had a consult with somebody yesterday, right? And I told him, I said, when a woman angles for relationships, she will very rarely ask you, she'll very rarely tell you, I want to take this to the next level. She's never going to ask you, hey, can I be your girlfriend? No. Girls do this indirectly. They'll say, so where do you see this thing going? What are your future plans with me, right? Would you consider X, Y, and Z? Doesn't What she is asking you at that point is she is telling you that she wants an exclusive relationship with you, right? So again, girls are never, girls will rarely say to you, hey, I wanna take this thing to the next level, or hey, um, can I be your girlfriend? No, they'll ask you these roundabout indirect questions, which you can then take to mean she wants a relationship, right? If you give her the price too soon, before you have built value, you'll give your girl sticker shock, guys. So instead of buying, she wants to rent or lease which means she'll keep you around while she actively searches for your replacement. Guys, a lot of guys hit me with Donovan. I told my girl, I don't want her going to the club. And she told me, fine, I don't want you going to the club either. Or Donovan, I told my girl, I don't want her on social media. She said I should get off social media too. And my next question, my next questions are, how long have you been seeing her? Number one. 
and are you boyfriend and girlfriend and who ex who suggested exclusivity you or her nine times out of ten they've been seeing her for less than two weeks which isn't nearly enough time to establish the kind of value that gives you the right to give her the price of your exclusivity guys they're not boyfriend and girlfriend and dude they are dude it's always the dude who wanted it exclusively first Number one, again, you can't tell a girl what your expectations are after two months of fucking, guys. All you are is a cock at that point. You're just a dick. You need to establish value and consistent value. Number two, if you haven't given her the title of girlfriend and the privilege of your commitment, then how can you expect a woman to pay the price for something she doesn't have yet? That's like expecting Jiffy Lube to change your oil for free. They're not going to do it unless they're getting something out of it, which is payment. Women are the same way, guys. You can't expect the woman to meet your expectations if she doesn't have the opportunity to earn your exclusivity. Which leads me to number three, and I've said this a thousand times in the last week. Never, ever, 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 ever ask a woman to be exclusive. You always wait for her to ask, guys. This is rule number one, never ask first. If you ask a woman, hey, I wanna take this to the next level, or hey, Let's make this exclusive. Your leverage is out the door. Why? Because you can't say, hey, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. She says, okay, then you say, okay, good. Here's what you have to do to be my girl. It doesn't work that way, guys. You don't get to make demands if you're the one asking for exclusivity. Devin and I have this rule when it comes to going out on dates. Whoever came up with the idea is the one who pays. If she says, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight, <laughs> right? Or, you know, guess if she says, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight, dinner's on dev. If I say, yo, let's go to New York City for the weekend, I'm the one who ponies up. If it's your idea, you pay because you suggested it. That's our rule. This is why you wait for her to suggest exclusivity. Because if you ask her first, then she is the one in position to start making demands. This is how this works, guys. If you ask her, hey, can we make this thing exclusive? She has every right to say, maybe. But you got to eat my pussy every time we have sex. You got to pay for every date. You got to let me go without. You got to let me go out with my girlfriends every Friday night. And then you got to eat the booty. <laughs> if it's your suggestion, guys, it's on your dime. Right? So when she asks to be exclusive, that's when you hit her with your expectations. That's when you're in position to say, okay, but you're going to show me your phone when I ask you to. Going out to bars and clubs, that's a no no. And you're going to delete all social media. She can't flip it around on you because she asked you for the commitment, not the other way around, right? When a door-to-door -door salesman knocks on a door, the homeowner has the leverage because the salesman approached them, right? The homeowner is in position to make demands of the salesman. If you want to buy the, listen, if you want to buy this home security, if you want me to buy this home security system, I want 15% off and free installation. But if it's the other way around, if they come to the salesperson, hey, I want to buy a home security system, okay. Well, if you want to buy the security system, you're going to have to sign a two-year contract. You see how that works? Now, some guys might say, but Donovan, isn't one of the staples of masculinity going for what you want? If we want a woman to be our girlfriend, then why should we wait for her to ask us? Shouldn't we be aggressive like we were when we tried to have sex with her? Excellent question, and the answer is yes. Masculinity means being the aggressor. Masculinity does mean going for broke. Masculinity means being proactive and so forth, except for when it comes to commitment. Why? Because men are the gatekeepers of commitment. That is the one exception to the rule. 
Every girl wants to be in a relationship, in a long-term relationship of consequence with a man of value. We have something they want. So why should we try to sell them on something they already want from us? Think about it, guys. Women are the gatekeepers to sex, right? Do they, do, do they have to sell us on fucking them? On fucking them? Right? Do they have to try to convince us to fuck them? Of course not. They know we want to anyway. That's why they don't have to put much of, much of an effort for it to get dick. It's the same with high value men and commitment. We know women want to be with us exclusively. So there's no reason for us to try to sweeten the deal or talk women into an exclusive relationship with us because we know it's what they want anyway. In any other situation, guys, it's important for men to be aggressive in going for what they want. That is the very essence of masculinity. One of the very few exceptions, as it happens, is long-term relationships. Women do not have to talk men into fucking them, and we do not have to talk women into being in exclusive relationships with us. It is stupid to throw your leverage out the window by asking a woman for her commitment be before she asks for yours. But Donovan, what if she's waiting for you to ask? Then she doesn't want to be with you bad enough, and it's as simple as that. When a woman wants your commitment, she will verbalize it. And when she does, you let her know what your expectations are. Then you let her know that if she meets those expectations long enough, then you'll consider making her your girlfriend. She'll get the message that she's going to have to work for your exclusivity. Newsflash, women love this shit. The reason they love this is because they know your commitment is worth something because you are requiring her to work for it. Never ever say, okay, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend, but first, here are my expectations. No, 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 no. Voice your expectations and let her know she's got to keep it up for a while to convince you that she's serious. Because any girl can fake the funk for a few weeks, right? Any girl can, any girl can fake it for a few months. But if you make sure that, that, that she meets your expectations consistently, she'll keep it up as, as a matter of habit and desire to be with you. And it's a win-win all around. So let's talk about expectations in terms of texting her ex. Now, the reason why you are making, the reason why you expect her not to text her ex is because texting her ex leads to cheating with her ex. Guys, women text their ex for exes for one of two reasons. Number one, to keep them around to take care of all of her non-sexual needs, right? Maybe he turned into a beta boy. Number two, to keep him around for sex. Guys, a lot of, uh, it, it, there, there's a well-known saying in the manosphere. Men cheat with new pussy, women cheat with familiar dick. It's a, it's, it's a slogan because it's true. Guys, a lot of women cheat with their exes and texting keeps those lines of communication open. Dude, bitches can say whatever they want, but they know damn well they text their exes to keep that dick on ready five when and if she's ready to cheat. Now, handling, handling this is verbal. When she says, hey, I'd like to take this to the next level, or whatever she says, I'll let you know that she wants exclusivity, right? Let her know straight up, if you want a relationship with me, you're not texting Steven anymore. If she pushes back, don't trip, just shrug your shoulders, say, well, I guess you don't want a relationship, no problem with me, we'll just keep things the way they are. If you catch her texting her ex, don't say anything to her. Go dark for 24 hours. Despite playing, despite playing ignorant, feigning ignorance, she'll know why. And don't let her ask you why, because then when you tell her, right? When you tell her that she texted her ex, it's because she texted her ex, she'll deny it, and now you're in an argument. 
If you happen to look over at her phone and you see her texting her ex, go radio silent for at least 24 hours. But Donovan, what if she dumps you? Then she was gonna dump you anyway. And she was simply waiting for an opportunity to do so. Being afraid to enforce your expectations only leads to trouble. Here are your expectations. You want to be my girl? Here are your expectations. Let me see your phone and I ask for it. No male friends. If you get fat or cut your hair, I'm gone. No bars or club, no girls night out. Never explain why. Don't threaten, don't make ultimatums. Simply give her choices. And it's all in the wording, right? Now, she might even come at you like this. So basically, you're giving me a bunch of ultimatums. Basically, if I don't do all these things, you leave, right? Here's what you say. Well, of course not. I'm giving you a choice. There's a difference. You can either do what's necessary to be my girl or not. If you want to be my girl, then this is what I require. If that's not what you, if, if that's not what you don't want, if that's, if that's what you, if, if that's not what you don't, Jesus Christ, I'm tying my words. If that's not something you want to do, cool. I don't blame you. And continue. Listen, most girls can't handle being with a guy like me anyway. So if this spooks you, no problem. We can just keep things the way they are. To be honest with you, things might be easier that way. If a woman really wants to be with you, she will do what's necessary, even if it's hard. If your value is high enough, if you make her feel safe, if she has fun and excitement with you, if you have established dominance, if she knows that you are not the kind of man who can be pushed around, if she knows that you are not manipulated by her emotional shenanigans, then she will have no problem giving up bars and clubs. She'll have no problem staying thin. She'll have zero issues with giving up girls night out with her slutty friends who do nothing but bitch and complain about how guys ain't shit all night anyway. She'll have no problem giving up all autonomy and letting you see her phone whenever you want because she's not interested in any guy. She wants you. Why? Because you did what no other man has been able to do and that is, and that is to establish and enforce your boundaries. And you are the only man who actually told her exactly what you require to keep and maintain your commitment. That's why. That felt like a 4th of July fireworks show. Few here, a few there, then we all... That was good. That was very good. Great show today. Actually ended it... Um, wow. You know, I guess I'm getting through these shows a little bit quicker than I thought. I started this show right around 1230 because... Uh, because I thought I would be, I thought I'd be done at two thirty, but here I am. Here I am. All right, I'm going to take a look at the chat here right at the end. I count on my, and again, this is not something I'm going to continue to do. Not something I'm going to continue to do. But and the reason why I'm open, I'm opening up the chat now. Is because um, is because I, I my my phone the phone lines aren't open so you know I can't say if you have something to say give me a fucking call well unfortunately the phone lines are really really slowing me up and I hate I hate it I hate that the I hate that the phone lines uh, give me that um, I hate that the phone lines give me the uh, the what you call it so. I'm gonna dip in the chat one more time here. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. Okay, all right. Oh, this is interesting. The chat is really not as lively as it used to be. 
Isn't that interesting? It's interesting how trolls and black women stay away when they know I'm not looking at the chat. Luther Walker says, dude, you got to do something about this intro outro song. You know what? I will. I will ban you from my channel. <laughs> there. Now you don't have to listen to my intro outro song. Fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here talking shit about my song. By the way, that's by the, that is by the failsafe. They were the ones that did that. Luther Walker, fuck off. Double middle fingers. Come in here talking shit about my intro outro song, man. I paid five, dude, I paid good money for that song. And then it was, of course, remixed by the, the failsafe. So Luther Walker, fuck off. Nigga, because I know you a nigga. See, white guys don't come in here talking shit. It's only the niggas who come in here and talk shit. Says, bro, you got to do something about this intro outro song. You know what? I will. You're out. Fuck off. The usual suspects, Mr. Mink, Mr. Old School Writer. My man Thad Scott is in the house. Mike Shinnery says, good morning. Donovan in the chat. I think Mike Shinnery's in Hawaii. If I'm not mistaken. Thad is making tacos. About to down drown in some tequila. It's been a while. It's been a while since um, I've had tequila. Mark Viola says, I've heard Rolo say so many times, if she goes out for girls night out, then make sure you're not home when she comes home. What if you don't live together? What if she's going to clubs and bars? Become a patron on patreon.com forward slash Donovan Sharp, and I will tell you how to handle her going to bars and clubs. But again, if you're if you're not her boyfriend, if you guys are not in an exclusive an exclusive relationship, that's what she's going to do. So, ah, Leon Van Wick says, what if they expect similar boundaries for you? Well, this, of course, I answered before. If she, if she expects similar boundaries for you, then your value is not high enough. That's what it comes down to. Mike Shinnery answered it. Got to listen. You either got to agree or don't. There you go. If she changes who you are, you fail the shit test. Wow, Mike Shinnery's in here dropping that game. All right, Mike, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Love it, man. Love it. BK from the Rockies says, if she doesn't act like a lady, treat her like she low grade until she tightens up. <laughs> right? Kyle Mitchell is in the house. Says, as soon as a woman withholds sex or withholds sexual options that used to be on the menu, things are going poorly and are only getting worse. 1,000%. Keith Smith says, you should get on Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay, well, let me just call up Joe Rogan. Hey, Joe. Hey, can I get on your show? Come on, man. Compared to Joe Rogan, I'm a nobody. The only thing Joe Rogan and I have in common is we share the same birthday. He was born exactly 10 years before me. That's the only thing we have in common. Michael R. says, I know this isn't related to dating women, but if you have a sister that burps, farts, and talks like a man, should you shame her? No, she's your fucking sister. <laughs> I don't give a shit what, dude, if my sister burps and farts, whatever, I don't give a fuck. 
shout out to SSF with the $5 contribution the, via the Streamlabs link. Appreciate that. Thad, appreciate you letting Mike know that I do not see the chat. I'll check the chat at the end every once in a while. If I happen to get bored. I Dude, th this podcast ended so quickly. Like, it was unbelievable. I had, what, 30? I have 34 pages of notes. I blew all through them. Winston Wolf is in the house, says this aspect of Donovan's lessons has been greatly defined, refined, absolutely. Absolutely. Zenith likes the show. Cool Gent says dope background Donovan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy asks a very interesting question. Very interesting question. He says, what about girls that initiate competition? Like, i.e. let's play ping pong. It depends upon how that competition goes, right? Listen, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of friendly competitiveness between you and your girl. If you're playing ping pong, or if you're playing darts, or if you're playing Mario Tennis on the Wii, okay, fine. You're going to try to win. She's going to win. But if she's one of those hyper-aggressive girls who, when you kick her ass, no, we got to play again, we got to play again. Dude, You got. I, I can't be around women like that. Fuck her and chuck her. Don't stay around her. Good questions, though. Free Patriot, back in the house as new listener, went back to watch yesterday's show. We'll watch vetting next. I fucked up on training because I was unaware. Is there a good way to begin training five months into a relationship? No. No. You know what they say, man. Um, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. You gotta, listen, you have to establish value and dominance from the jump, guys. From the jump. Boiled nappies ev uh, evacuate says women can subservient or get or, or get the bus. I think you wanted to say women can submit or get the boot. Your autocorrect failed you there, but I think I managed to uh, mess around with that. Mike Shinner is from Arizona. Yes, he's in Arizona, but he's from Hawaii. Good stuff. Jeopardy Clark says I had a conversation with a chick last week. She told me that my standards were too high. It was a black chick, so I didn't take her seriously. Anytime a woman says that your standards are too high, she is quite literally telling you that she is used to getting male attention for nothing. That's it. Oh my God, your standards are too high. <laughs> well, sweetheart, you've never really been with a real man before. That's not what you say, but if you if a girl says your standards are, so your standards are too high, check please. Wait a minute, what are you doing? I never said, you said my standards are too high. And if you're not ready to meet them, then we're not going to do this. No hard feelings. It is what it is. It is what it is. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great, great show today. I am way, way ahead of schedule. Again, guys, um, make sure you sign up for <clears throat> my Patreon. I'm going to be talking about how to handle when she asks you, hey, I want to go to girls' night out. Hey, I want to go to the bar with my, with my girls. Hey, I want to go to a concert. Hey, I want to go to the club without you. Right Or, hey, there's a get-together after work. In other words, I want to go to a place where there will be men and alcohol. How to handle that? 
Jay Phillips says, very informative, Donovan. Appreciate that. Janker B says, your show today was on point. First time hearing your show. Listen, if this is the first time you heard your, you've heard my show, it will not be the last. Tomorrow, guys, I am going to talk about the sexual aspect of your long-term relationship with your significant other, with your candidate. I'm going to talk about why you should never give a shit about a woman's needs in bed. I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell you exactly how to dominate a female in bed. I'm also going to, I'm going to answer the question, does size matter? And I am also going to tell you that even though you're, even though you will never be the, the, the biggest dick she's ever had or the best sex she's ever had, you can still be unforgettable. So we're going to be covering a lot in tomorrow's show. You guys definitely do not want to miss that. That show I am starting promptly at 12 o'clock. That's going to be a three-hour show. That much I can tell you. These last couple shows went by a little bit quicker than I thought. Tomorrow's show will not be like that. Tomorrow's show is packed with information. Zenith likes the, um, the sales training. That applies to game. Yeah, you know, the interesting, the yeah, uh, Mystery Man, the size does matter if you are in the top or bottom 1%. Nice try. Um, yeah, you know, the, the thing about the Red Man group is that we're all, we are all very, 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 very different. Um, we're all very different. And that's what makes us great, you know? That's what makes us great, is the fact that we really are sort of a diverse, kind of a motley crew of the Red Pill. So, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Lord Water Walker says, ridiculous. Most men are the same size or similar. So no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Listen, if you are, uh, in, unless you are in the top or bottom 1%, size doesn't matter. If you're in the top 1%, which means your cock is like super huge, like nine, 10 inches or more. Yeah. Size matters. But if you're in the bottom 1%, if you got a micro dick, if you're one, one and a half, two inches, size matters but if you fall anywhere between what is it four and four and a half five to like maybe seven seven and a half inches size doesn't really matter that's just uh, that's just what it is i mean dude listen i mean i've got i mean dude i don't have a porn i'm dude i'm a shade over seven and a half inches rock hard i, I don't mind saying that right that's not the biggest cock in the world but when when i fuck girls they can feel i think it's like seven and five eighths that's the last time last time i measured my dick seven and five eighths inches right it's not a big eight nine ten inch cock but it's not that but dude when Devin sucks my dick you know i can choke the bitch out right my i guess my cock is slightly larger than most dudes okay fine and again i'll talk about this tomorrow i'm not the biggest dick Devin's ever taken right if Devin has never told me donovan you're not the biggest cock i've ever she hasn't told me that but i know this right and i know that i'm not the i, I know that she hasn't had her best sex with me i don't give a shit I don't give a shit. As long as she keeps opening her legs for me, I know I'm not terrible. So I don't want to get into too much, but that's um, that's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it goes. That's going to do it for this edition of TSR Live. Shout out to Thaddeus Scott and SSF with the $2 Super Chat and the $5 contribution. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.